0: Captain of Uh Akiva's, faces his job in GOG, with Kiva and Ellie, and Zooey. Hi,
1: I'm Alexander Chester, and what could be more awkward than podcasting in the woods without my boyfriend Akiva, but with the girl that he last made out with?
2: Nope. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I'm Allie Lasher, and I cannot believe I'm here voluntarily. <laughs> Welcome back to NG,
1: NG, NG, OG, a new girl, old, old guy podcast all about uh, uh, the show New Girl. We, uh, I am here, of course. I'm Alexander Chester. With me uh, is new girl Allie Lasher, and I guess I'm in the titular role as the replacement old guy. Um, I am 98 days older than Akiva. I'm also much grayer. Uh, where is Akiva? Why am I here? What's going on?
2: You're very concerned about how gray you are. This is like the fourth. I've only talked well, to you three Akiva times. Well, because Akiva
1: is constantly <laughs> talking to me about it, and also my parents just showed up from out of town, and that's the first thing. Like they, all my parents talk about is how fat I am and how gray I am. They're very good about body image issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're Jewish. Yeah.
2: I mean, you 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 have a great Elaine quote you can use for Akiva. You're bald. Yeah. <laughs> just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, this is off I don't to like. A this. Classic and story. here's what I'm gonna do with it. <laughs> okay, we're so, off to a great start. Um, it's not any different than if it were just me and Akiva. So, in in a way, it's great. Um, Akiva couldn't make it, and I finally, after how many episodes have we done? Fifty plus episodes. Convinced him that it's okay to have a sub once in a while. So at like. Midnight last night, he approved a sub the day before we'd have to record, and I messaged you, what, at 3.40 in the morning, and you responded right away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally normal chain of events there.
2: The best is when someone who is also awake at an unbelievable time goes, why are you up?
1: Why are you up? (laughs) Well, but but I know that I'm crazy.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, look.
1: (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, I actually did a very normal thing last night. I went to bed at 10 o'clock. And then as a result, I woke up at 1 in the morning because my body was like, this isn't supposed to be happening. And then I have been up since 1 in the morning. So,
2: Yeah, that's a healthy relationship with sleep. (laughs) And you wonder why you're gray and your mom thinks you're fat, but you're not anyway. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, But I'm happy to have you here. I I didn't know. There was no precedent for is the sub the host like the guest is the host. Mm. But I guess – the, the I, I did also have an
1: intro, like a planned intro for when I ever came on your podcast as the guest host, but I ditched it when uh, last minute you said, let's do it a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good style.
2: Well, not so last maybe minute. I did, maybe I'll save
1: that for my next return.
2: I did also say it to you in like the 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. communications, but you know, oh, yeah, less professional. I could not be. It's totally yes. fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought you hadn't been on the podcast, but you did crash your co cohost. Ob's oh yes, podcast. that's true. This
1: is technically my second time on, on NGOG as I call it. I know that you guys call it NGOG, but I call it NGOG.
2: Well, we Goggers, it's fine. You could call it NGOG.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just
2: happy you call it anything. <laughs> One person talking about it is a real feat.
1: <laughs> well, we got a whole chat going.
2: Um, but instead of the usual uh, uh, guest spots where we take out the extra Michigas, you have v- volunteered to step in. Uh, you have provided your own uh, pimping out of your child for entertainment. Uh, so if anyone's upset, people were very worried. Robbie came down hard against the Banana Minute. We got multiple comments of people oh, saying, yeah. you better not end it. I was like, <laughs> do you think Robbie owns this? Like, of course <laughs> we're not ending it because, like, one person said he didn't like it. Get out.
1: Yeah. It was a strong take, though, for him to say that he hates Akiva's child.
2: It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some texts about that, too. Yeah, I usually you know. only hate
1: my – actually, I hate everybody's children other than my own. Let's be fair.
2: And sometimes even your own. Yeah, Have and Have you found the it, remote?
1: And you no. we do not have a TV remote in our house at the moment. It's a big problem.
2: <laughs> I loved you said it could be anywhere 30 inches from the ground.
1: Well, the, the reason I say this is we assume that my youngest stole it and he's only like two feet tall. So
2: no, I understood that that yeah, was yeah. the estimated height of your baby. Yeah.
1: And he's, he's got he's got these like alligator like Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Uh, he was holding, <laughs> he was holding a comb this morning. And so I tried to show him how to comb his hair. But the problem is he can't reach the top of his own head. Because these kids like are born with like huge melon, head. and also he's a Chester, so he has a huge head, and he's got these short little arms. It's a problem. Yeah, but but we think he stole the remote only because everyone else in the family swears they didn't, and we've looked everywhere we could think of, and so the only possibility is that a drunk one year old somehow stole it, and you know who knows.
2: Or you know your kids. Uh, how did he say lying? They they said they lies. They do lies. Yeah, they, they do, like lies. do lies. They could be yeah. doing lies. <laughs> yes,
1: they do, do. They they do a lot of lies in this house. Yes.
2: Um, But this, so why are you here is also, so I I came to you because, well, one, you're a perfect replacement for Akiva. We had to have an OG, a mo-OG no less. Yes. Um, So everything is great with that. But you did also message me while we were on Yadis and said, is someone signed up for the Thanksgiving episode? I did. Do you remember that?
1: I have no recollection. I'm not denying it. I just don't remember.
2: No, uh, no. Okay. I was excited because I was like, you won't believe it, Akiva. Chester's going to fill in for you. And coincidentally, he asked for this episode, but it was back to back with another oh. guest.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I
2: thought I you asked would for be like, I'm thrilled. So this
1: episode is called Thanksgiving the Third, or is it Thanksgiving Three? I don't know how it's pronounced. Third Thanksgiving, if it's a, it's a, if it's a book of the New Testament, maybe.
2: Get me out of here. <laughs> this <Yeah. laughs> is going to be five hours. Can, can,
1: I, can I go on a rant for a second? Like, the ego Please. of men... Like, you never hear of, like, a female junior. There's no moms who's like, oh, this is Melissa Jr., right?
2: I want you to continue the rant, but I do have one example that's a counterexample. But I get that. Oh. I take the point. You're right. No, it's I just completely it's like, not typical. Like,
1: no offense to any listeners here who are juniors or who are seniors and they name their child a junior, but, like, if you're a junior, it basically means your dad has, like, a ridiculous ego, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, because I think, but the third is now tradition. It's more you're sure, serving okay. your father's yes. ego. By the
1: time, Yeah. To, I agree. If you get to the third, you're maintaining a family tradition, that's okay. But like when you go junior, you're basically like, what you're saying when is, you go junior. I'm, I'm so great that this progeny of mine must carry my exact name into the next generation. And by the way, and I might get canceled for this, but Donald Trump was right. He didn't want to name his firstborn son Don Jr., because he fretted, what if he's a loser? Which is a totally fair point. Like you name your kid junior, it's a huge risk. Either you yourself are a trash person like Donald Trump, and then like the burden is just you've given your kid a trash name because you suck and now your kid is a sucky name or you're great, which means you put these like massive expectations on your kid. Like imagine your kid being like Michael Jordan, Jr. You know, like Barack Obama, Jr. Like that's a lot of pressure. So like in conclusion, don't name your kid, Jr.
2: Well, nine times out of 10, you're not notable enough for it to matter. Like I, I they're probably juniors. I'm probably surrounded by juniors and I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> they're closing in on us.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean I guess the question is so this episode Thanksgiving 3 is the child of Thanksgiving the second and then Thanksgiving 1 I, I don't remember can you remind me Ali were those like what what's the NGOG official position on those episodes were they good like I don't, I want to know what, what what expectations do we have here
2: So producer Kelly always anticipating your questions has a question wow. about that and even gives a little bit of a jog your memory on what happens in the episodes but really quick before we get to that because of the magic of the search function of WhatsApp you messaged me at 11.07 p.m. on December 7th, and said, do you have a guest for Thanksgiving 3? And I, he said, I'm watching it right now. So dumb. <laughs> if it was too deep oh. to get out of, how'd they dig the hole in the first place? <laughs> and I said, for a second, I thought you were asking to come to my Thanksgiving. NGOG is on permanent Yadis because Akiva's an idiot. <laughs> That was it.
1: Oh yes. So I'm well, glad actually that you said.
2: I'm gl- <laughs> you said me, you, your brother, and Jude, and maybe like two of my kids sharing turkey. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> now this was December seventh, so it was
1: after Thanksgiving, apparently. Um, but I like that I watched this episode a month later, a month and three days later, and had the same issues with the whole.
2: <laughs> You're consistent. Yeah. Which is fine.
1: I mean, do we skip right to that? How does this work exactly?
2: No, no, no. Okay. Let's, let's do the producer Kelly question, which was your question. Sure. First, we'll set the stage that this originally aired November 26, 2013, actually flagging that it was directed by uh, Max Winkler, son of uh, the Fonz. Yeah. Just, you know, Akiva's supposed to do that, and he's not here. Okay. Uh, no, which Thanksgiving... do me-
1: usually do the Junior thing.
2: Well, I was almost the fourth. That's Allison a story for another day.
1: Last year, the fourth. Oh, if you're a boy, you mean...
2: Yeah, well, my dad was a third.
1: Yeah, but that's from the Gentile side.
2: Right, and then my yeah. mom, my but we had a we had a son. Well, what's with your brother? I have yeah, an older brother. Exactly, my brother uh, is named after my mom's father, who died, like before he was born oh right, so Trump's yeah. it basically yeah exactly it was yeah, like yeah. no problem this kind of isn't your thing anyway and yeah. i they knew i was a girl so i don't think they ever like really had the conversation but the understanding was that if there was like another boy then he would have been the fourth i would have been the fourth and i when i first heard this i was like no way is mom writing like the fourth is called to the torah on a bar mitzvah bar mitzvah invitation and he goes yeah no 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 everyone was gonna know you as jack which is totally unrelated to my dad's name. But name what a name Jack Lasher is. Can we discuss that? That's, that's like a, a good superhero. Name.
1: Lasher is a great last name.
2: I know. My brother has been mocking me for my entire life that I'm going to have to give it up. But, you know, maybe I mean, you not. Really,
0: it's, yeah, you don't really have
1: to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I bet you don't really have to because, like, you know, it's 2022. You don't have to, like... No,
2: I know, but we were, like, kids, and he was like, our name is so great, like, sucks oh. for you, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. It's right. a pretty good name, yeah. You know, the, the thing, the only thing wrong with you. Do you have good your, eyelashes? I, they're not notable.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, the,
2: okay. One, the one thing, you've seen me in person.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't tell you Didn't have seen a good eyelash and a bad eyelash. I'll ask Jen if you have good eyelashes.
2: No, no, she, I mean, I don't. I don't Jen have, to, like, tragic eyelashes. ones. Yeah, don't, let's not poke <laughs> the bear on that. Um, but no, <laughs> you, the only thing. problem with your last name is that you don't like being called by it.
1: Well, well, though, no. there's a couple problems with my last name. So the first one is that it rhymes with "molester." That's issue number <laughs> one. I'm just saying, I wasn't it's some problem. That. Yeah. Um. The, the sec. The second problem is just that I don't mind it as a last name. I think it's decent. I like the fact that it's very gentile-y. It gives me like a cover. You
0: know.
1: I, I... <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know. Th-
2: I know you're serious. I feel the same way. Like yeah. I, it's so. It's so like. Um, like leaning into our own anti-Semitism, and, but you know whatever.
1: Listen, when they come for you, you know oh God, Alexander enough, Chester enough, is enough. walking down the street whistling while Akiva Weiniker is getting thrown into the train. Let's be honest. Oh my so.
2: gosh, I have to no. edit this out.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I forgot. You do a lot of editing. I don't do so much editing on my podcast.
2: No, I'm hoping to do none on this. Oh, but
1: okay, fine. <laughs> my I'll my try God. and reduce the anti-Semitism.
2: You're gonna use the bathroom.
1: No, my, my son just reported that the toilet overflowed, but I, I'm, I will deal with that later. I'm focused on Hancock right now. I might be walking upstairs to a disaster.
2: If you could bring the mic, I would love to hear you deal with that right now on the podcast.
1: I mean, if, if you don't mind, like you might have to edit this all out, but I would like to see what's going on upstairs. Oh, all yeah, right. of
2: course. Oh, of course. Of course. All right, we're mobile. Oh, you're bringing it with you.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I obviously like if it is overflowing. The longer I wait, the worse the situation's gonna be.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, of course you can check out. What's
1: the what's the cursing policy on this podcast?
2: You're welcome to do it.
1: I mean, I hope I don't need to. But
2: I mean, if you're gonna say it, my kids kids, also they
1: (laughs) they do a lot of lies when it comes to this topic. They just like to scare me and get me to run to the bathroom. (laughs) They do
2: a lot of lies. I'm Um, done because we we really this toilet's
1: completely fine. Oh,
2: you got you just got got by your kids.
1: Yeah, basically. Ellie, what's Frank wrong with the toilet? It's fine. It almost overflowed, but then it flushed normally. Yeah. So you didn't really have to come downstairs to tell me that. <laughs> it goes up and then down. That's how flushes work. I understand that.
0: Really high up, as high as it went, and then it went down. So I thought it overflowed.
1: Okay, I think you were looking for an excuse to come downstairs. Is that right? An
2: innocent mistake. <laughs> Yeah,
0: okay,
1: get into bed. <laughs> all right, this is a false alarm. Get get into bed. No, you have to edit all this out. I apologize.
2: No, I'm keeping this in. <laughs> this is like when I opened the podcast last week with just Akiva yelling at his family to be quiet.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Now my eight-year-old is reporting to the five-year-old what just happened. That's their bedtime, officially. It's just, it's not observed. <laughs>
2: They, no. I, for such having, you know, observant kids, they should be observing their bedtime. No. Can't you like they're... bake it into like yeah, the tell religious God thing? Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean,
1: they, they really respect God. Me, they could not give less of a shit about.
2: <laughs> right, I would be go, using that. It's like pocket. Santa. You have what my parents didn't have with Santa.
1: So you want me to you just keep li- lying and lying and lying until they become complete atheists?
2: You have the fear of God, literally.
1: <laughs> and now, let us open up and look at the Torah and look what it says here. <laughs> bedtime is at 730 and if you leave, God will smite <laughs> you down. Wow, let, me, let me try that let me see how it works
2: oh my god okay well
1: there's a, there's a lot of God related fact-checking in my house they're really, like anytime you refer to something as impossible another child will say no it's not Hashem can do it Hashem is what we call God in this house um, yeah so God God is featured very prominently I feel like if he starts messing with bedtimes it will lead them uh, <laughs> uh, uh, away from the tradition very quickly
2: um, all right so which Thanksgiving episode did you like the best Uh, This one, which you saw recently, season two is you'll remember Jess's parents come and it's Rob Reiner and Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's the parent trap. Mm. And season one is when they're not going to really do a Thanksgiving. And then Jess wants to bring Genslinger over. So she's like making a turkey. And then they showed you those great clips of like the turkey on fire. The person dies.
1: So here's my issue with all with all of the Thanksgivings, which is like, how come nobody on TV ever goes home to their families on Thanksgiving? Like, everybody on TV is, like, unmarried and in their 20s and 30s, and they all host Thanksgiving for themselves and their friends. Like, maybe in real life it happens 10% of the time, 20% of the time. In TV, it's 98% of the time.
2: It's a great question, especially when, like, we know we've met some of their parents. Yeah, let's we go to their house. We went to Chicago.
1: Families. I loved Chicago when Nick went to, uh, you know, to, to mourn.
2: It is a little bit unrealistic that Nick's not going home for his very first new, uh Thanksgiving when his dad died. Like, that that is a bit unrealistic. Yeah, not to judge, all alone, but just a little unrealistic.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. So I, I, I would say I liked... This is, I, I would say, my least favorite of the three. I like the first one, because I was actually a Genslinger fan. I know I'm, like, all alone on an island there. But um I wanted to see... I don't see know that you're favorite. alone
2: on an island. And it, makes, oh. it tracks that he's someone you would like.
1: <laughs> Why?
2: Because, like, you know...
1: No, I don't know, finish that sentence
2: <laughs> You're like a skinny nerd Like in tracks that you like Justin Long
1: I actually don't like Justin Long But um, anyways um, And then the second one, yeah, we got to see the parents It was like a more realistic Thanksgiving experience Like, not everybody can go home for Thanksgiving every year And like that's very privileged just to assume that But like, for sure, like among like the four main characters Some of them would have some family once in a while But yeah, it's not So I guess I like the second one because we got And also Rob Reiner's great, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis great, so
2: yeah i even like the parent, tra- I, yeah.
1: parent trapping great
2: maybe it's number two uh, the second one the first one and then this one is last for me
1: so, yeah i agree with that order
2: now, I also if, think, I can, if
1: i can get nope. very personal and you can yell at me and edit this out if you want <laughs> more um, personal
2: than we've already gotten well I, I just
1: i don't know what like the jude's dating life is or oh. <laughs> but i was just thinking like if you had a friend uh let's say and i know nothing about missy's parentage. let's say that missy had a single father and you and you thought he was a great guy, and you and Missy, would you ever want to parent trap your mom? Is what I'm asking. Are you
2: kidding? You think I'd have to be a great guy? I told my mom like minute oh, one. i
1: just To get her I, out of here.
2: I I'll call him dad. I said that and she got so mad. And I said that, like, get get yeah get get some get her off of my case. I would love that. If you know anyone, I'm looking.
1: Mm, okay, you're looking for her. Is she looking for you?
2: <laughs> no, I mean I'm you're not, not really. looking. Trapping?
1: Well, I guess it's not really a parent trap then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm um, I'm not actually looking, but I said that to her once and she was like, so mort- horrified. <laughs> I was like, listen, you're a real pill.
1: <laughs> you're in the prime of what, what does Jerry say to Uncle Leo? <laughs> yeah,
2: what he, have we gotten yeah. to that quote Grab yet? Grab her
1: until death. Which is, yeah, um, Yeah, I don't think we've got to that one yet.
2: Well, Jared's uh, not here.
1: Yeah. Should okay. Bring him on.
2: no we can barely handle this as it is here's my issue with this episode and I before we get to your digest we got to do Chester's digest here um is like I don't mind the concept that they're exploring like Nick having a check of like am I losing myself in this relationship am I like too invested in like what Jess wants to do and am I not am I losing my independence but the way that they deal with it is like Totally IRL central the whole time. Like the fact that it comes from this like toxic like masculine place that like Nick doesn't really occupy prior to this episode, and then it ends with like, I don't really think just eating the fish is like validating to him at all. So anyway, we'll just. But like I I thought it was a good concept and a poor execution, much like the sentence I just said.
1: <laughs> I do think like, you know, so like when when Coach starts with his like when your testicles fell off joke, I like rolled my eye because that's like super played and dumb and you know whatever is like misogynistic but like very much 2013. i do think that like the gonzo nose gonzo nose joke is like a good wrinkle to it though to give coach credit and i do love nick's very sincere response about like what his testicles do in the morning like that's great
2: (laughs) all right so let's do your digest now that we've gotten the gonzo jokes out of the way
1: Mm -hmm. um okay so my digest is uh coach shames nick into being whipped by jess so Nick responds by dragging the crew out into the woods for Thanksgiving, as one does. Shenanigans ensue. Uh, Jess ends up in the hospital after eating an apparently hallucinogenic fish um, <laughs> for some reason. And yeah, and, the, and at the, by the end of the episode, their relationship has grown closer. And Nick has gently uh, given Coach permission to uh, pursue of Cece.
2: All right, uh, that has really primed me here. Good good digest, clearly prepared. Maybe this is what it would be like if Keeve prepared.
1: <laughs> the best part of, uh, of podcasting with Akiva is like the eight times an episode when he clearly hasn't been listening to you, but he kind of <laughs> tries to cover it up. Which we're both lawyers. We're both on conference calls with like tons of people. We're very frequently someone will say like, "Oh, uh, you know, I apologize. Can you repeat the question." When they're like, they're asked the question, then they have been on the phone for like an hour and they've just been charging their client without paying attention. And they always try and come up with some kind of transition like, "Oh, I'm I'm just responding to an email on another matter. I apologize." Or,
2: you know, <laughs> Great digest. <laughs> Let's talk about evites here. You a fan of the evite? Have more like, weddings. A Thanksgiving moved... party
1: of only like the four immediate friends who see each other every day anyway.
2: Well, I have I I feel like there's a growing trend in weddings right now that like people are moving to like the evite and skipping paper invitations, particularly in covid, where like you'd have to like reprint like three times your invitations. Has that hit the wedding circuit? I feel like I've argued would not do that.
1: I've argued with John about this because the paper invitation is it's less convenient. It's more expensive. It's less environmentally friendly. It has literally zero upside. And I hate in life, whether it's the electoral college or paper wedding invitations, when the reason we do something is because we do something. We do it because it's just that's the way it's been done. Like, I don't know why, but that's what we did before. So we're just going to continue doing it that way. And when that is the independent and sole reason for things, that's like my biggest pet peeve. I cannot stand that. So I'm very against it. Um, and then Jen's like, no, but you have to because otherwise it's seen, it's seen as by who? By who? You get it. For a second, you're like, they're not sending a paper one. And then you think about it, and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Why the fuck would you send a paper invitation? It takes more time, harder to track, more expensive. Like, it, There's zero upside, less convenient. Who's going to judge me for that? Like your mom's two friends who are going to whine to each other in Del Boca Vista State Street? Can you believe no paper invitation? Oh, he must not be able to afford it. I don't care. Who cares? I agree with you 100%. Evite in, paper invitation out. Do not send me paper invitations.
2: I haven't even said my opinion. But oh, I, I, I this you, is why I love you, Chester, because oh, I, I was, as seen. I was asking the question, as I was asking the question, I was like, shit, is he going to have anything to say to this? Like, this is kind of like a very specific question. And of course you have like a, a well-documented take on it already. <laughs> you don't have any kids who are wedding age. Like, it's just, you've already considered it and fought with your wife about it, which is excellent. Yeah.
1: I mean, she, <laughs> she, just she agrees with like the, the, the supporting argument, but she just, she's too focused on like what, like three random old yentas will think about her. Not no, that we so sent any paper invitations for anything. But Speaking of
2: Yentas, my mom and I have discussed this too and like yeah. when I get a, an Evite, I think, "Oh my god, it's First of all, it's amazing. Even when it's not an Evite, a lot of times the RSVP will be through the wedding website now anyway." And I'm like Oh, I love this, that I could just like check the box and be done. Yes. And it takes two seconds. So much easier. Two seconds. And I'm sure it sorts it much easier on their side than them getting like a thousand cards.
1: You got to track. Half the time people don't write their names on the response cards, even though there's like a blank line to fill in. So what people do, I mean, most people, like smart people, if you ever, next time you get a paper writing invitation, which hopefully will never happen again, (laughs) look on the back and you'll see a little number written in the corner, tiny like number 42. And that means that when they get back the response card that just says, yes, I'm coming, but it doesn't have a name, they can look on their master list and say, 42, oh, that one's all it to, to but, but, but But some people don't do that, and then they're just screwed. Like, oh, three people are coming. I don't know who they are.
2: But I do like, I still like the paper invitation, even though again, I've like thrown them out and I feel terrible and I then I don't know what the date is. I always go to the wedding website anyway to reference the date. So it's purposeless and I never judge someone when I get an invite instead. In fact, I'm like, wow, this is so convenient, amazing. Everyone should be doing this. But I like for some reason, I'm like, oh, a paper invitation is nice. You know what I think the compromise is? And I've still gotten a lot of these. I like getting a physical save the date because that you could put on your fridge. It's usually a nice picture of the couple or the location or whatever. And then that's on your fridge. And then all of the actual like details go through the Internet. Okay. What about that? Those are well, cheaper to make. You could print like 200 of those for like nothing. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree with you. If you're going to do anything, do a magnet. Not a not a not a physical paper invitation. Just do a magnet. I mean, you I have my up.
2: own. I have my own magnets. People don't need to do the magnet. But I. Oh, but that would be nice. You don't like them intruding
1: on like the decor of your fridge magnets?
2: Uh, no, my fridge mag- magnets are fruit. It looks like a two-year-old child. But oh. I'm just saying, I, I don't need somebody. I imagine that's more expensive than the paper.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. So I have a non-magnetic fridge now. So for me, like a magnet is even more annoying. So the the only place in our kitchen actually we put magnets is on the garbage can. Cause that happens to be like the correct metal. So I would like feel bad if you sent to save the date and then you came here and you saw it in our garbage can. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, the, that's, we have nowhere else to put it. It's it's not a judgment on your wedding. But.
2: Washing machine.
1: Yeah. But then that's in the basement. Like that's another
2: location. Well, then at least you don't have to worry about people coming. <laughs> All right. Well, have we discussed one thing about this episode? All right. Well, Matt Stewart says, was anything wrong with that great Thanksgiving invitation? So you didn't like the invitation because it only went to like four people.
1: It's, I mean, it's unnecessary, but it was cute. I did like the little turkey, and I, I, I'm i on Nick's side here, giggling in bed.
2: Well, this is all – I mean, how much of Nick's – uh, sorry, Coach's animosity towards Nick would come anyway because Coach is this, like, toxic masculine – Yes, 100%. Fig- or is it he, – he, he's projecting because we're still r- trying to remember that he had this great relationship that we never really saw, and making out with CeCe didn't really make a difference in his attitude towards women. Yeah.
1: I mean – I, I'm the wrong one to ask because I'm 100 percent like I am like coach's worst nightmare. Like when Jen and I were dating, like within like five minutes, we referred to each other as baby and would do it in front of everybody at all times, like unapologetically. Like I, I you know, say, by the way, I, I call my parents mommy and daddy. I don't care. You want to judge me? Like go ahead. I, I I couldn't care less. So I would I in, like so I, we were I was very much like perceived by like the toxic male stereotype as like oh my god he's so whipped. So you know like uh, you know it's. If you like somebody, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to respond to a coach, honestly, which is why I love how Nick responds to him. Coach tries to shame Nick about wearing Je- Jess's pajama bottoms. What's that about? I love wearing my wife's sweatshirts, like her clothes. Like, obviously she steals all of my clothes. Like, it's a great perk of being in a relationship.
2: I, you double your wardrobe. I'm laughing yeah. because well, Matt You, well, you know, into-
1: I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I've said this before on a podcast, and I know this is, like, very ignorant and hetero of me, but, like, it's, like, one of the best perks of being gay. If you're gay and you're, like, remotely the same size as your partner, you immediately double your wardrobe. It's incredible.
2: Well that's not an original take, so if you're gonna no, get I'm, canceled, sure Jerry'll get yeah. cancelled. No, that's Here, Jerry. Uh,
1: Jerry Seinfeld says
2: that? Yeah, you double your wardrobe. That
1: oh I right. literally get stole Jerry, that from Jerry, Jared. Okay. <laughs> right. Wait, that's not an episode? Oh boy. can we can we delete this My Credibility is gonna <laughs> be called into question in the Seinfeld universe. It's okay, Jerry doesn't listen to this.
2: I say what the big advantage of homosexuality
1: is if you're going out with someone your size, right there.
2: <laughs> let's talk about camping we got a ton of questions about this mm. as you expertly said in the digest that nick is going to reclaim his masculinity by going on this camping trip uh both producer kelly and matt stewart asked about this kelly said thoughts on camping have either of you ever camped caught a fish and or foraged for food other than apple picking matt Stewart says, alley do you like camping we already know akiva's answer so again yeah. akiva great episode for him to skip
1: Ali- well akiva loves when you know akiva's wife and kids go camping without him well, that's,
2: the, that's what Matt's alluding Which to, you, famously. Is
1: insane. To, like, I can't even fathom. Jen barely lets me leave the house for 10 minutes. Like, the idea of, like, voluntarily taking, it's crazy to me.
2: Mara is Hashem. I'm going to yeah, say it right no, now. She, she's
1: she's uh, an incredible and, and, uh, and, and thankless uh, individual. Underappreciated.
2: Uh, but do you like camping?
1: Um... Let me put it this way. Do I like it enough to have do, done it with my children? Definitely not.
2: I was going to say, let's exclude children because I think that's a totally different situation than them like taking Disaster. a bunch of beers and going to the woods.
1: We've discussed camping with them a lot, and I've allowed them to camp in our yard, which obviously isn't actually camping. But like the real concept... I do know people who go with their little kids. To me, it sounds miserable. Um, I mean, did I like it as a kid, like as a camper? Like I'm a little bit too... Um, fastidious and like i just don't like being dirty and stuff so i'm not i don't love it that way
2: I, look how i feel about camping is probably a surprise to no one is largely consistent with you how you feel but not for the same reasons i'm famously disgusting but i don't <laughs> why would i sleep outside like what is the purpose why would i sleep on the ground outside it's, it's an affront to, to my life like I, yeah. it's insulting
1: and as i said and also like as cc and winston bring up like you how can you be without your phone i mean i have to be without my phone on shabbat But at least I have like, you know, indoors.
2: Yeah. Matt said, how long could you go without your phone? I wrote down, CC's the only smart one showed up with a solar charger. So not very long. I mean, I go for
1: Jewish holidays sometimes as much as as three, like 72 hours. Um, And you know what? It's not fun when you sign on after that because you have like 8 billion emails and, you know, you're like, you have to spend like the next 12 hours just trying to catch up with the world.
2: Let's get rid of work for a second because like obviously that's like a big driving force of why we would need our phones. Mm-hmm. Like I used to like in law school, let's say like take a break from my phone, and just like leave it in another room in my apartment. But then my mom would be like, where the hell are you? Bah, bah, bah. So like if if it were just me and like how long can I go without checking Twitter and Facebook and like my independent stuff on my phone and like responding to texts? Honestly, a long ass time and I enjoy it but i can't like not be in touch with work or like my but parent. hold on but
1: does long ass time mean hours days weeks like what is it i mean don't for you? you know
2: what it's like i've i've never been able to test it i don't want to be able to test it i like having my job and my mom so i don't want to t- tempt that uh, how but.
1: long could your mom go without without communicating with you
2: I mean, I used to like ghost them hardcore when I was in college, and I had bad news. I would go like two months, and I'd have messages from my dad being like, "Allison, you need to call us." <laughs> I would just like fully ghost them. But now like, I like no, talk to my no mom.
1: email, no nothing.
2: Nothing. I would not respond so, to anything.
1: So for all they knew, you were you were dead. Yeah. Then my mom always
2: asked me to have, like, she'd have Callie's number, like, my friend's number. She has Missy's number now because I've, like, set a bad precedent.
1: I thought your mom was, like, being over-the-top, like, Jewish mother, and she's contacting you every hour and, like, driving you nuts. You ignored her in all forms of communication (laughs) for two months? I'm on Team Jude here. You're the
2: bad guy. Maybe not two full months, but, like, a long time. A-I-T-A-H. You are. Yes. But now, because my mom's alone, I talk to her, like, four or five times a day
1: okay talk meaning like on like verbal oral
2: or texting or whatever but like i've never i would never ghost her now but like she now i think you should be on my side she swings back but i yeah she's gone
1: too far i mean you're you're still paying the punishment for college
2: i mean i think it was i think that maybe would be a nice excuse i don't think that has anything to do with it all right this has been riveting stuff (laughs) hey you asked uh, wait actually Did this I started ask? when we were
1: this started by us talking about camping yeah, actually so okay right. so anyway not
2: camping's <laughs> not for me i think I, the one way i could like get into it because i like being outside the most i've been like in a cabin like even like i wasn't a sleepaway kid but i've like done weeks at sleepaway camps like fine like bunks kind of stuff i just i like fear the elements too much to like be in a tent that like a bear could easily rip through i don't understand but if i was like are you actually afraid of a
1: bear or is that a joke
2: no no i definitely am Bears you, have like been a, coming you're, down you're to you're like of the a suburbs. literal bear. If I were in the woods, I would be concerned about the animals for sure.
1: But to, I mean there's woods in There's woods obviously, right? Like you're not moving Well, up not even bears have Alaska. been like
2: coming down in like sure, being in there was people's a, backyards and the You want to hear a crazy
1: story? No, um, cuz La- I'm already
2: nervous about bears enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a scary it's not scary like that. It's just uh, I flew all the way to Montana. Last summer, specifically for the purpose of seeing bears and literally the day that we were in Yellowstone looking for bears that day, my group, my, my, my neighborhood, like friend group text at home, they texted a bear walked. I mean, a very different size bear, obviously, but a bear walked down the street that I live on. So I flew all the way to Montana and I missed the bear in New Jersey. So, but like, that's not a bear to be scared of. It's like a small bear.
2: (laughs) The New Jersey bear is a small bear. (laughs) I would be very afraid of a small New Jersey bear.
1: Yeah. Look, I don't bear- yeah, I don't know.
2: But if somebody, this is to say, if like somebody, a group of a friends was like, we're going camping, it's amazing, like it'll be great, I'll handle everything, you gotta go, I would be down to like follow someone else there. But What's your never cap in and my time? life would I suggest it. Would you oh, go for one night?
1: Because <laughs> I, was, I was gonna propose that camping is like Vegas, two nights is the maximum. You leave on day three. If you stay yeah. longer than that, it's gonna be only bad news.
2: Yeah, well, how many days can you go without a shower? I mean, you can well, so while I guess, you're living outside. No, while you're living outside.
1: Well, so first of all, you're like, you know, you're swimming in the lake. Yeah, you're getting clean enough. But that's, second of all, that's like, worse. These campgrounds, I, no swimming. These, camp, these campgrounds have like bathrooms and like showers.
2: If you think that I am disrobing <laughs> and getting into a shower, even with flip flops, because God forbid I step barefoot in an outdoor, indoor, like shared campsite shower. You don't know me or my mother. There is no world where I would do that.
1: (laughs) So you just go no shower.
2: I wouldn't get in a lake. That's why I'm only there one night. I'll shower in the morning and I'll shower in my home when I get back the next day. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, again, now that we're discussing this and obviously we're two people who don't camp, so we have no fucking idea what we're talking about, but... A with the f- with the kids camping. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I and mean, I, well, I also last, can't last last use the a Last time, time I went camping,
1: actually, it was in Israel.
2: I, I well, oh, I slept in like a Bedouin tent. Does that count?
1: No, no. We went. I went camping for it that was, was part lovely. Of my brother's... Actually,
2: ironically, really enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> my my brother had a bachelor party in Hong Kong. Excuse me, in Macau. That didn't, that didn't uh, go so well, in my opinion. It went for, well for some people, I guess. And then he had another <laughs> bachelor party uh, camping in Israel. And the camping one was fun. I, actually, I took Erez, actually. I, t- I took my then three-year-old? Five-year-old. Then five-year-old. Then four-year-old. He was four. Fact check.
2: How many nights was it?
1: It was just one night. I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I there went with Erez for one night. They might have stayed longer. You know what actually happened? I, I went to bed at 9 o'clock. I passed out. They sat around drinking beer and feeding him marshmallows. Uh, they said he was up till like 1 a.m. And the next morning I said, how was it? He says, it was great. I ate like 40 marshmallows. <laughs> so, yeah. But it a a, a, a kosher
2: marshmallow out. is not a good marshmallow. I know you've never uh, had a non-kosher be. marshmallow.
1: I don't know. I can ask Jen. She's my source on all these things.
2: It really relies on gelatin. Which yeah, I well, shouldn't but he, even be eating because okay, so, I so technically here, don't eat pork. Here,
1: here's the secret. Uh, in Israel you can eat gelatin if you keep kosher.
2: Is it not pork gelatin?
1: It's a, it, honestly it doesn't even really make sense. It's like without getting into like the details of like Jewish law, like is, it it no is this very ironic clothes? thing? That you see these Orthodox Jews in Israel bulking up before they come back to the States, buying gummy worms and all kinds of gelatin things and like those kinds of yogurt, like jelly yogurts and like all that kind of, like just buying a shitload of stuff. It's like, oh, it's kosher here, it's not kosher in New York. And they go back, they could buy the exact same thing in New York. But they wouldn't, and depending on who your rabbi is, they shouldn't take it in Israel and transport it to another place because you're supposed to follow the laws of the place you come from. And like, the, But basically, yeah, gelatin is not – even if it has an animal source, it's so broken down that by the time it reaches it, it doesn't really count in the same way from a like technically legal Jewish aspect. However, rabbis in America have different rulings than rabbis in Israel, and so the communities do different things. It's very complicated. But if, oh, if, so if, is, if all you're doing is, is eating a marshmallow, you're, you're fine. So
2: is Akiva out there like popping marshmallows in Israel and bragging to you about it?
1: No, but, I mean, no. <laughs> so, but Akiva's eating gummy worms that, that I am not finding in my kosher supermarket in New Jersey.
2: Wow, that just blew my mind.
1: Yeah. Well, the same way that like, you know, in, in New Jersey, you have four different synagogues that do things four different ways down the block from each other, right? No, so. but
2: gelatin, like, but that's like a big ruling. That's like a big difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you tell this to like, or if you he hear that I said this on the podcast, he's gonna like go crazy at me and yell at me, and you didn't because you, I'm not explaining it a, like I'm not getting into the details because you are not interested, and in I'm certainly our listeners aren't interested, and so like that's a very broad strokes. It's not I'm not implying that like the Jews in Israel are less lax or, or more, or the Jews in America are more extreme. It's just it's like different ways of interpreting the same rules. This is
2: out of control. Okay. You got to get on with that. When is Av gonna pop in and be like, I need Chester?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I got another podcast coming later tonight. Okay.
2: Well, I'm interested on a personal level because I got to tell you, kosher marshmallows are garbage. So mm, good for the okay. people in Israel who are enjoying delicious, regular marshmallows. I don't know, but
1: I haven't done a marshmallow taste test, although it's hard to do it because by the time you transport it halfway around the world, it'd be stale, the original one. So. Well,
2: you you live in Israel. You have family. I mean, you don't live in Israel, but you frequent uh, uh, but Israel. But I'm not
1: eating enough marshmallows to have ever noticed a difference. <laughs>
2: okay. Fair enough. It's hard and to look- find kosher
1: marshmallows in the store, but I've never thought... They taste bad, per se. It's just hard to find them because it's like, I don't
2: know. Well, haven't you had that, milk. like, Passover candy that's, like, chocolate-covered marshmallow? Oh, no, that's shit, though. Well, it's – there you go. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's, but there's better that's kosher shit, marshmallows though. than that,
2: yeah. Well, look, all I'm saying is I, my information might be super outdated because I haven't had a kosher marshmallow since I was in Hebrew school. So, like, mm. it's been a while.
1: Yeah, So maybe you know, like you know, the kosher wine industry has like leaps and bounds improved, and you know a lot of like kosher. It's the gluten
2: free market, like so. Maybe the marshmallows, yeah,
1: for sure. You can find vegan marshmallows, so those are probably kosher. All
2: right. Well, we don't like camping here.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're talking about the show New Girl, right? (laughs)
2: this is not, not, not that you and Akiva,
1: like stay like so close to the script
2: so. no i just thought we were going to come in it was going to be we're usually like cleaner when we have a guest it was going to be one hour in and out no editing and Sorry. like this is like the biggest project i've ever had and it's my own <laughs> fault it's not even your fault it's just, like yeah you have only jesus christ okay
1: do you know anything of me in my work
2: <laughs> <laughs> me mean my work yeah i was on a three-hour podcast with you last week um Okay, you just. Do I an
1: eye for pretty, pretty, pretty good tonight?
2: I'll no, but I did consider writing to you about it because I love the concept of foisting. I think it's one of the most used concepts from Curb that I use in my life.
1: Yeah, I got news for you. Akiva foisted me on you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you think's happening right now? You've been foisted. <laughs> I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the lippy bitch.
2: I think N-G-O-G is the lumpy bitch.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. You know who didn't get a sub this week? Renap. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Let's get back to this. So yeah.
1: yeah, that's true. Akiva will never miss that one. That's true.
2: <laughs> All right. Jess plays supportive girlfriend here and goes with this. Is this required? Like, they're in a stable relationship. Like, there's no way I'm agreeing to, like, ruin my Thanksgiving to go camping for this guy to have this, like... Heteronormative toxic masculine breakdown.
1: She doesn't even explicitly ask him like, why are we canceling the plans that we made several days ago and sent invites and bought groceries and probably been cooking? Like, why are we canceling this all on a whim? Like, what and what would he actually say? Because if we don't, I'm gonna feel like I've lost all control in our relationship because we're having a normal Thanksgiving. Like, like <laughs> if he even talked out, he realized how stupid it is and just give it up. But then we wouldn't have the episode. So,
2: I mean, maybe there's a world where they're early enough into dating that like she's either A, noticing it, or just self-conscious of, like, wanting to, like, support her boyfriend's, like, deranged ideas, but... They've been friends for so long before. It's not even like if they were a normal couple who's been dating for a few months. Okay, maybe you're like, oh, this is what he wants to do and I'm just going with it. But this did but not. But also,
1: it's not like he said this a week before. He says it's the day, like the night before Thanksgiving. Like, I'm sure they've done all that work already. It's insane. Nobody would, would change their plans like this. And why well, camping? He doesn't care about camping. He's not a camper.
2: Here's the most egregious thing. As you said, they've probably already made plans. Nick deliberately leaves all the food behind. Like, doesn't even let her in on the true plan, including the pies that she slaved over. If somebody yeah. even accidentally left my pies at home, I'd blow. It. I'd be out
1: for I'm sure. Out. Yeah, Nick is Nick is like. Uh, I guess we don't do effing a holes on this podcast the way we do on Pretty Pretty Good, but Nick is do the it. effing a hole of this episode.
2: A hundred percent, not even close.
1: Yes, yeah. not. I mean, like, pathologically, Like, he's insane. He's his behavior is just like <laughs> completely unjustifiable like you know like personality disorder like like dangerous like complete
2: What?
1: he needs a a team (laughs) as jerry (laughs) says to george (laughs) not once Um, a week for 50 minutes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, listen i need a team also it's fine we all need a team team. people
2: who are still listening to this an hour in, they definitely need a team team. can we talk about what happens to jess after she eats that fish like she just starts <laughs> talking gibberish. Is, is, I've, is I've looked shrooms? into that. Okay, I've looked into that. We'll get to that. Let's oh, because she mentions those two
1: legionnaires no. disease and, Let's yeah, okay, sorry.
2: Stay here for a moment. No, because I googled both. Uh, fit, like what happens when you eat a really bad fish? And then I googled can you hallucinate from eating bad fish? Okay, so I've done the work.
1: But but you're teasing us. We're not getting the answer now.
2: Yeah, stay tuned, and maybe we'll get oh. to it. Oh, so, well, stay
1: tuned. I once <laughs> caught a dead fish myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> with your bare hands.
1: Yes, actually. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Okay. So, here's the other thing that's egregious. CC showing up here. Now, I like drama as much as the next girl, but I find it hard yes. to believe that CC <laughs> is leaving, unexpectedly leaving whatever her Thanksgiving plans, plans were. Yeah. And showing up with as you put it sort of in the intro, his, his ex-boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her horribly and ended it horribly, who she broke her wedding off for, who ruined her wedding, yeah. and his best friend or one of his best friends uh, who she hooked up with. Allie from the editing room, I didn't want to interrupt my own thought, but go back like 30 seconds to when I start saying I like drama as much as the next girl. And please turn your attention to Alex Chester, who giggles and says yes knowingly as though any drama I've ever had with any of these moos ha- holds a candle to the drama of my normal life. Back to the show.
1: It, it's complete, and, and by the way, and it's you, ghosting. And it's you know ghosting. The, we learned you know in the writers' room that that was an issue because CC actually says it herself. She says, "What could be more awkward than camping in the woods with my boyfriend and the guy I just made out with?" But so then, why are you doing it? Nobody's forcing you to. And I think it's almost like the show winking at us, like, "Yeah, we know this doesn't make any sense." CC knows it doesn't make any sense. Just you know, we we want we want the cast together in the woods.
2: We didn't even get or the wood. I, I, I
1: love the singular wood.
2: <laughs> I'm going to cut that clip out of context. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I like that she's there. I would prefer that she be there for, again, what you said, for the whole cast to be there for the it's a sitcom, whatever. But like I was surprised that they didn't have just be like, I know this is the worst. I needed you here, though. Like, thank you. Like she didn't even call in a favor. She see she's just here.
1: Yeah, that's true. The, the, the narrative would have been, yeah, that she gets a call uh, from Zooey, as you guys say, last second. And she's like, hey, listen, I, I desperately need you back here because Nick is is destroying uh, Thanksgiving for some unknown reason. Yeah. But instead, I mean, maybe that happens behind the scenes. We just don't see it.
2: I was explaining this podcast to somebody, by the way, and who's normal. And it was really hard to be like and he was like his new girl this show he was like his new girl the one with the two girls and who waitress i was like no that's two broke girls this is with and i almost said Zooey, and i was like oh my god okay this show this is ruining my life this podcast yeah. ally from the editing room i'm just checking in to say hello through this um uh lengthy podcast i will give you a little bit of inside scoop truly from the editing room uh, I am 60 minutes and 17 seconds into the uncut version of the podcast. So if you want to check how long you're in, uh, hoping you're still in, on your end, you'll see how much content I actually did cut out of this podcast, despite how much insanity remains. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're having fun. Uh, just wanted to say hi. Back to the show. <laughs> um. Okay, Producer Kelly says, Nick leaving all just his pies behind reminds me, do you have any update on the pie tournament?
1: Mm. I mean, uh, the floor is
2: yours. (laughs) No. I mean, Kiwi's coming to New York. Are we doing a tournament? I think think you can't lap yourself.
1: Yeah, we got to do something. I mean, are you offering us pies? If you're offering us pies, we're doing a pie tournament. I'm
2: not offering you you pies.
1: You you control all the pies here. It's insane that we haven't done Oreos.
2: It should be Oreos.
1: You want to eat 40 different flavors of got No, you're I right. I, don't. I felt so
2: sick. The soda tournament The soda tournament life. was
1: terrible. You just reminded me. I haven't edited it. I haven't even, like, <laughs> looked at it in, like, two months or three months. At some point, we have to produce a podcast. Like, ostensibly, we use patrons' money to buy, like, a $90 worth of soda or <laughs> whatever it was.
2: We didn't do anything.
1: <laughs> the royal we, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but I need to – I have a problem. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Chester and Akiva do these tournaments, and – people come and most people don't do all of them because it's really only like Chester and Akiva's votes that count and they do all well, of let's them. Let's not get
1: into that health controversy.
2: <laughs> but I, because I'm a nightmare and I'm my own worst enemy, I sit down and I must, I don't drink soda, I don't like soda, I don't buy soda, and I sit there and I'm like, how bad could this be? It's a sip of, how many sodas was it?
1: I think 53 total. It was supposed to be a bracket of 32, but we had play-ins.
2: But then how many sips? Because you have to retaste the old ones. What's the total of how
1: many sips? It was like
2: 90-something sips. It was like six sodas. It was the worst. I felt sick for days. If you have an
1: ounce for each one, you had like more than a six-pack of soda.
2: I felt sick for days. I'm sick (laughs) thinking about it. And I'm like, let's do Oreos. And then I'm going to have to eat 80 fucking Oreos. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, Akiva was like, should we cross-list it on 32 fans? And I was like, in your dreams, Akiva. What
1: the, do you mean cross-list?
2: Like, Oh, he wanted cross-post? to get out of another podcast. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> oh, so he wants this episode now to count for both podcasts that he's supposed to do with us so he can do neither.
2: So he can keep focusing on Rob. Ah, his king. I see. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what's interesting? When Nick is handing out the printed information on hunting and foraging and he's like, mm-hmm. I didn't... I didn't have enough money for like the rest of the sheets. It's yeah. like the idea that someone is going to pay to print when his girlfriend is a teacher and his friend works at an office. I like that he's pay, he's paying money to print yeah. these sheets. Yeah,
1: that's true. There's no way he's doing that.
2: Good
1: point. <laughs> it's one like one of the biggest costs of COVID, by the way, is that I can't like I used to save all my printing for the office. Like, let's be honest here, and now now I'm printing at home. And and by the way, I, I've been I'm in some kind of like mafia relationship with Hewlett Packard where like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, H, HP, No, HP it's, it's really true. Like, HP is the mafia. Like, I have to give them tribute of my, every page that I print in my home where my children sleep and play with their toys. Like, in my home, I bought a printer. I gave them money for the printer. Then I gave them more money for the cartridges. I purchased all these things, or so I thought. Nevertheless, every page I print, I have to pay them for. And if I don't, they cut off digitally somehow, like access to my cartridges. Like my cartridges <laughs> I stop I have an working. HP
2: printer, and I don't have that.
1: So this is this is a, it's just like it's just like drugs. or like the mafia. How they trick you. When I got my new printer, one of the things that came with, like the instructions, is get eight months free of HP Instant Ink. I'm like, oh, eight months free. That sounds great. And so what I didn't realize is after the eight months, you're stuck. And like if I take the cartridges out. Like, they'll block it from working. It's, like, insane. It's like the mafia. They're basically, like, going to burn my printer to the ground.
2: Okay, that is a you issue. Do do you know that I have... um I said this in an earlier. Oh, NGO. and it doesn't even work.
1: Ooh. I tried to print something for my kid just now, right before we went to bed, like half an hour ago, and the colors came out totally screwed up. So I had to clean your like, print s- heads. I had to send the image. No, but I just got this. I just replaced them, so I had to send it to my next door neighbor and run across the street and grab the printed paper from him.
2: So you just I'm cleaned your off, print heads, yeah. or you just changed the ink cartridges?
1: I put the new cartridges in, but I did like the test pages that worked.
2: Got to clean your print heads, man.
1: All right, let me. I'll Google that after.
2: I'm a printer savant. I changed. You are? I, okay. My my. Suck. Maybe I. Saw. my ink like went out in like second grade. My dad was at work and my mom still doesn't know how to change her ink cartridges. I have to go home and do it when she's out. Um, and I just like looked at the map, got the cartridges and changed it. And my dad was like, holy shit, you change the print cartridges. And I was like, yeah, I'm seven. I could read the like little chart and put them in. He... All right. The men go to hunt. Winston oh. is like, fuck this. I'm going with the girls. So the, the poop eating thing for me didn't land.
1: Not a fan of eating poop.
2: I don't love eating poop.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't okay. prefer it. Real, real strong take there. <laughs> Jokes on you.
2: But it doesn't make me laugh. Like that it's supposed. To, it's not like people who laughed at that are pro eating poop. Yeah, I mean,
1: honestly, Schmidt's entire behavior in this episode is. <laughs> what, what, what's the motivation behind this? He's feeling insecure because Coach and Cece. I guess. So he needs to prove he's more of a man than he's
2: also having some residual like my parent. I'm a child of divorce issues like I always thought I'd be a good camper and I never got the chance like there's that thrown in. I don't know that that really lands. I do think he is a guy who would like Oh, I googled this for like 12 hours and like I you know I'm going to try here. He didn't Uh,
1: even bring printouts though the way
2: Nick did. (laughs) Well he probably left them at his office where he printed them for free. Yeah they both did a lot of research on camping. Well, I like that Nick's like, I don't know that we should start eating poop yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll come to that.
2: All right. Comes I mean, out that on, Coach... on the
1: other show we like, you eat edible underwear when you're stuck in the wood.
2: On the other show we like. Curb. Oh, okay. I'm, not that, I'm not that good Sorry. of a curb-like All historian.
1: Right. The Jews know what I'm talking about.
2: Okay. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Coach is an Eagle Scout. Do we buy Coach as an Eagle Scout?
1: sure I don't know
0: I guess yeah I,
2: li- I actually liked this I was like oh that's like actually some interesting character trait we could bring in that would be helpful would sort of heighten the rift between coach and Schmidt it's a little sympathetic to coach that he like I didn't want out- to upstage you because this seemed like important to you so I kept it to myself I was like yeah. oh this was this Very did nice work for him. me
1: yeah I mean not, not that boy scouts and girl scouts are one-to-one because they are different but Allie what is your uh, scouting history
2: I was a brownie for three years and I hated it. And my mom let me quit after the three years.
1: Okay. So sort of like it's the thing that everybody does. But then after you got out of it,
2: yeah. can I rant about this for a second?
1: Yes, please.
2: Girl Scout cookie sales. Okay. okay. Yeah. My mom, this was rant like, is
1: coming from somebody who I'm guessing was not a great saleswoman.
2: <laughs> no, but like my mom was like, I'm not bringing this to school. Cause I hate when people like make me buy these cookies and dad's not bringing it to his office, you are welcome to sell whatever you could sell, but we're not just like selling it for you. So I would like muster up the courage to call like three of my mom's friends. My mom would buy like two boxes and I'd sell like 10 boxes and be the most pitiful person when everybody else's parent was like taking it to work. And then I've been in an office and I've bought cookies from people's kids who are selling boxes and boxes and boxes. And I never said a word, but here's my problem. Now, people are selling them online. And all you have to do is post a fucking Facebook post, here's my daughter's cookies, and strangers from the internet who you haven't seen for 15 years can buy cookies from you and get them mailed, never have to interact with you, never have to have cash on them. It is so frustrating. They're probably selling 500 boxes. It's insane.
1: So basically, you're just buying them from the Girl Scouts website and entering like a girl's like code in it or something. Exactly.
2: Like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a. Li- yeah. It's like you it's with so Manscaped. Stupid. No,
1: I agree with you. This is completely idiotic. Um, I mean, so we, I never sold a cookie, but I we used I used to sell wrapping paper. Yeah. And I went door to door and knocked on the doors of my goddamn neighbors every single year, hawking like seven dollar wrapping <laughs> paper, of which four cents would go to my school. <laughs> and like, I mean, kids of our like people listen to this under the age of 30 or 25 or whatever, like must think I'm talking like, like I came over on the Santa Maria. Like it, it's <laughs> completely, it would be impossible for me to explain this to my children. Like, yeah, you went door to door when you're nine years old, knocking on strangers doors. First of all, that would never happen. And then you said to them, do you want to buy some wrapping paper for six ninety nine dollars Because where else are you gonna get wrapping? Where do you do, go to Target? Otherwise, how can you get wrapping paper? There's, you, just, you just don't have access to it back then, right?
2: I really didn't know how people got wrapped, like how my, my mom just always had wrapping paper and I didn't know You know, know how? Because like some Jew in the neighborhood to... came
1: and knocked on her door and said, <laughs> no, can we sell sold... some oh. to the Tumutical Academy?
2: No, we sold wrapping paper too and I just, oh, that yeah. I didn't even try. My mom okay. just bought what she needed and then I, like, I sold five rolls to my mom.
1: So the way, like, there's the neighbors in my, in my neighborhood who are obviously Jewish and then there's the, neighbor, there's the neighbors in my neighborhood who are obviously not Jewish, you know, based on like, you know, holiday decor and stuff like that. But then there's the ones you never know. And so, those are the ones who, when you're like flipping the catalog through at, at their door, trying to sell them, you don't know, like, do I focus on the Christmas page or I focus on the, <laughs> the Hanukkah page? Because you're always doing it in like November, December. It's like holiday season. And I never knew, like, which way. And so, it was you, like did a way you to have test.
2: like a little briefcase? You had a trench coat, you opened, you had swatches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <the whole thing. laughs> did yeah, you like little, doing that or did you not like doing it? Here's the bullshit
1: of it all. you know what you got if you won you got these little like 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 um furry like little st- they, their feet would be stickers, and they'd be like a puffball, basically. What were they called? Oh,
2: do, I know, you know what you're know talking, what talking about. about the little things that like your grandpa would have on the dashboard of his car.
1: And then, like, based on how many you sell, you'd get a more and more elaborate one. You weren't even getting real prizes. You were getting a bullshit status symbol that like eight kids cared about.
2: Oh, in my school, they brought a money machine in, and if you were like one of the top. Like, oh 10 yeah, sellers, yeah yeah, I think the winner
1: the did the money machine. <laughs> yeah, <that is> true. <laughs> but I never like, please. Of that was not. for the people who. That was for the people who were taking it to work for their kids. But right, you know, my parents right,
2: weren't doing that. Right. Right. Yeah. No, my I mom got, did say you I could never call. got that sweet
1: sweet money machine.
2: Yeah, you could call my friends or or you could go door to door and I was like I'm not going door to door like I had shame Smarter in 7th grade. Me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Smarter than me.
2: That sweet sweet money machine. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I forget Minnesota.
1: Minneapolis, yeah.
2: Okay, so they were peddling that money machine across America like I thought that was just shit I had to do and like But you get to but Jersey. you
1: got to watch in the gym if some kid did it, right?
2: Yeah, and I remember it's, thinking, like, I'm glad I'm not doing this as a Jewish person. Like, I didn't go to a Jewish school, and I, I think you oh, said you, that oh, on the podcast. You're saying you
1: didn't want to feed into the stereotype that I, I would not have loved to be that. a Jew
2: in a money machine. I'll tell you that for free.
1: <laughs> so when you're at a Jewish school, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching and being so insanely jealous of that kid and, like, thinking of the strategies. Like, what you got to do, you got to find, like, there's 120 You trap it on program. the ground. You yeah. trap it on the ground. There's that 120 and you got to find it before they turn the fan on. Because these kids would end up being in there for 60 seconds and they'd come up with like $7 and it's like such a waste. But, but you I know what it pastor. is?
2: Like you asked, you like begged your mom to have a birthday party. Yeah, it's like at- Winston had
1: at the strip club in this show. <laughs> <Bring it laughs> exactly.
2: But it was like, I wanted to, I loved the idea of like dyeing or spray painting my hair. and My mom would never let me do it. So I had a birthday at uh, United Skates of America, which is a roller rink, only because you got to like pick a a thing to do and i could spray paint my hair and then i picked silver what an idiot i didn't understand gray hair so i just looked like an old woman (laughs) as a result (laughs) but in (laughs) fun (laughs) (laughs) records how old were you i was like eight or nine (laughs) (laughs) do you have a photo of this no i'm sure i don't i do somewhere but not that i'm aware of I just remember Ooh, it. <laughs> so Jess goes foraging. I love that they end up in a, gr- a grocery store and they buy the for- the produce and they're like trying to dirty it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was but good. like it, it, They're getting an avocado and an apple from like the same like area geographically. I don't know.
2: Uh, uh, many bushes.
1: Yes, apparently.
2: But I do love how like Nick is like, oh my God, only from the sticker does he know. And <laughs> yeah. Schmidt's like, I pretty much knew right away it would be impossible <laughs> yeah. for them to <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're all, like, it's, like, you know, sort of a stereotype about how, like, as shows go on, like, Joey Tribbiani starts as, like, one of the joking things on Friends is that he's dumb. But he's, like, a normal guy who's just maybe, like, you know, a little, like, you know, thick sometimes. And by the end of the show, it's, like, impossible to believe that he can live on his own because he's, like, (laughs) like, just doing, like, comically stupid things. This show, I feel like they're very consistent from the beginning, that these characters are just, like... (laughs) Like, intentionally, like, obtuse, I guess, to use a kinder word. But way. then every
2: once in a while, Nick is, like, the most intelligent, like, emotionally intelligent human being in the world.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, you, you can't have a... Uh, it's like a... Hashem doesn't game.
2: give with both hands, you know? Yes, so He's exactly, dumb as a stump, as but emotionally intelligent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Nick's fine, cooking please.
1: was... Oh, yeah, we got to get to the hole.
2: Well, let's hear about your disgusting fish that you caught.
1: Oh. um. So, the the lowest point on earth... Is called the Dead Sea in Israel. Uh, I'm sure you know this, but. Uh, you juice
2: <laughs> you're juice-plaining the Dead Sea. No, no, it's for
1: the listeners. You obviously know this. No,
2: I'm and kidding. Yeah, it's called <laughs> it the Dead Sea. There's a ticket because... share Jerome who no one here knows, and yeah. he's not listening.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, the, it's like the saltiest water on earth, which is why it's called the Dead Sea. And you can like literally, if, if you float in it, it is impossible to sink because the salt content is so high that like everything like just floats in the water. Um, and it separates Israel and Jordan. And um, so I was in the Dead Sea once, uh, I don't know, maybe t- 14 years ago, whatever, with my now wife and, and her friend and a couple other couples, whatever. And I see something floating out in the water. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go see what that is. And, I, and it was a fish. And I have no, like there, the only possibility, because it, it's called the Dead Sea, nothing lives in it, like the water, like it has no plants, it has no uh, fish, it has nothing. So the only thing I think that must have happened is somebody must have brought a fish to the Dead Sea for the purpose of throwing it in there for the shtick of somebody they wouldn't know on a different date, i.e. me, finding it in the Dead Sea, which to this day like, boggles the mind. Right? Like, is That's the only possibility, right?
2: I mean, what if it's like how the bears shouldn't be in New Jersey, but then like, there they are?
1: No, it's, but it's, it's like it's, it's, a fish cannot survive in this water. It, it, no, there's I no way for it him does. to accidentally get here.
2: What right? kind of fish was it?
1: I don't know, it was like 14 inches long and was hard as a rock and smelled absolutely ghastly. I can send you pictures if you would like to see.
2: How, like, there's, I imagine there's no c- circumstance you would have been willing to take a bite of that fish.
1: I mean, it, it would be like taking a bite out of a block of salt. Except disgust except with like fish goo.
2: Somehow worse.
1: Yeah, n- no, I would not have.
2: Um, alright, so this oh, is Oh, so the part- let's get
1: to the scientific explanation. But if I would have, what would have happened to me?
2: Oh, well... The first, when I first just Googled, can you get, like, what food poisoning from a fish, there are, like, two kinds of food poisoning you can get. Giardia is up there, too. But I did not see any hallucinogenic effects of getting Giardia, what they said she had, or Legionnaires, or just general food poisoning you would get. But then when I Googled, um, and I have a screenshot, when I Googled, can you hallucinate from eating bad fish, I got this factoid. Um... These terrifying trips are known as ichthyoalion <laughs> Where's Dr. Jen? A rare poisoning yeah. that occurs after eating certain fish. The effects of the poison can trigger nervous system disruptions and create auditory and visual hallucinations similar to LSD. Okay. But I think she Don't. would have had to eat a salima porgy,
1: a fish the that could give, give you an
2: LSD like fish.
1: Okay um yeah i don't know what kind of fish she she ate the the fish that she was eating looks kind of like the fish that i caught i just sent you a picture of it, by the way
2: oh you had a picture of it
1: um so mikey and i are swimming in the dead sea and we wonder how far can you go can you swim all the way to jordan if so will you get in trouble if you forgot to bring your laminated waterproof passport but um so we see a little white buoy i have no idea how to spell that word nor do i intend to look it up in the distance and we decide we can probably only swim up to there but when i get there the white David Bowie, oh, that's a joke on me, is actually a dead fish. When I proceed to bring it back inland to the shock, and which I proceed to bring back inland to the shock and dismay of hundreds of Israelis and tourists, all flummoxed by how a fish got into the Dead Sea. A close examination of the fish's injuries indicates he was probably speared. You can see the whole s- spear hole entry and exit. My theory is that someone brought and already caught and killed fish in the Dead Sea and left it there as a goof. I think wow. I just told her that whole story. I don't know why I had to reread it,
2: so you
1: can <laughs> you but love
2: reading your old facebook posts that's <laughs> happened like, like, many times you, you know it's you know what it's like it's like
1: looking at like a childhood um it's um what like you a diary
2: them?
1: well that also so jen brought jen's parents like went, brought all her diaries from like elementary or from middle school and high school and college brought them like here and jen hadn't seen them in years and years and like reading them was like the closest thing i've ever done to her like emotionally it was like incredible to like go into the life of, like, your partner in a way and, like, see their thoughts and feelings before, like, it's a way for me to, like, live the parts of her life that I wasn't there for, you know?
2: Sorry, you sent so many more photos of the fish, so I'm distracted, but that does sound lovely. I'm surprised Um, she let you do that.
1: I mean, (laughs) she... Because Is this of a or post or general? did you
2: just write separately while you were talking about how disgusting this no, visuals? No, I'm copying and
1: pasting the posts of the, of the later uh, photos. Okay,
2: uh, all right, we've gotten it. All right, let's get back to the question you asked. I'm skipping the hole because we're going to talk about that later. Uh, Schmidt and Coach are battling to make fire, which begs the obvious question for Matt Stewart. Who of the core six would be best on Survivor?
1: Well, so, so Coach would get like voted off because he's sort of obnoxious, right?
2: Depends if he can insulate into, like, a big group that has a bunch of obnoxious men. Um, and, and he's Nick. willing to be vulnerable, like, that conversation with him and CeCe. Like, maybe people will, like, if he, if he was winning challenges and providing around camp, and then people get to know him.
1: And also, what year are we talking of Survivor? Present day. Mm. Present day Survivor. So, I think Nick, you know, he has emotional intelligence, and the fact that he is a zero from a survival perspective, I don't think he'd be so bad, actually.
2: He's like a young coach, you know, like I think he'd be like out there like doing weird shit and people would be like, wow, Nick's weird. But in a good way.
1: Yeah, I think I, th- I think Nick would be fine. I think Nick would probably be the best, in my opinion. What do you think?
2: Nick would be the best. I think CC has a really high chance of doing well. And then coach would be my number two. Nick, probably number three. Mm,
1: yeah, I think, okay, fine. CC, you're probably right. CC's Schmidt, like,
2: high first boot potential. He's showing up in a suit, and people are like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? He's getting sunburned.
1: Um, yeah, he's definitely the worst. Um,
2: you're still sending me I'll, more photos of this fish? I got I, the point. This isn't think, even the no. fish. This is just you reading a newspaper in the Dead Sea. I, I, I,
1: I, I think I think Winston would also be very bad.
2: Yeah, he'd be so self-deprecatingly bad, though. You're in screen forest green Crocs.
1: (laughs) You gotta wear something in the Dead Sea.
2: I've never seen whiter legs than your legs in this photo.
1: (laughs) I I think Jed's are are probably whiter, but yeah.
2: I I don't know. It's really close between the two of you. All right,
1: no, we're translucent.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Jess gives him a pep talk. Nick is like, "You're patronizing me." Reveals the real reason that they've he's ruined Thanksgiving. Including his tolerance to alcohol is scary low, like he felt goofy after three beers and didn't even want a fourth. He had a dream he was brushing a horse. Matster wants to know, Chester, how many beers for you to get giggly?
1: Giggly? Beers? I don't know, let's say five. What do you think?
2: Giggly? Beers? <laughs>
1: what are you implying?
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what you that's exactly what are you implying? I was repeating it. I don't you. know.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know if giggly is my reaction to alcohol necessarily.
2: God, alcohol is so personal, like person to person. And like, uh, did did Akiva tell you that Rob like thought four cups of wine was like agreed, like outrageous?
1: Yeah, I listened to that podcast. Uh, That's okay. insane. He texted gets me drunk separately. at a seder. I mean, Akiva does, but no, like normal adult gets drunk at a seder. It's well, four it's... glasses of wine over the course of like hours.
2: Yeah, but not at a. a you know, at bullshit a, oh, at Seder a, at like a mine, Less traditional
1: Seder. Where people still hit
2: the four cups, that's like a primary thing. But it's not really cups. It's like people pour like half a glass or people pour, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. The only people who are like super strict about like the cup has to be a certain amount and you have to majority, like those people who are super religious about that are also like they're spreading it out over hours because they're learning the whole talmud during their <laughs>
2: um I also, what my response to him was... Your buzz wine, that, you know, Yosef could drink four cups of his buzz wine, I'm sure, with the alcohol content of that. It's probably yes. like 5%. More
1: easily than Akiva. But Akiva <laughs> being the least mature person in his family, or second least mature person in his family, in all ways, is like not news.
2: Um, all right. Uh, Jess eats the fish we talked about. She falls in the bear trap. Did you see that coming? I mean,
1: I was so just annoyed. Okay, so
2: first of all, how long
1: would it have taken Nick to dig a hole that deep? A month? It's an incredibly like deep, wide hole. And then based on what I know from
2: the movie holes, at least a day
1: and then. But here's the thing. How did he get out of the hole? Like when digging it, he would have had to have been at the bottom of it to dig the bottom of it, which getting out of it is impossible. Apparently.
2: It's a good point.
1: Can God dig a hole so deep that he himself can't get out of it? (laughs) To bring it back to Hashem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'll make your kids want to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, they <laughs> const they constantly ask me questions like that.
2: You're raising four like, can, little can rabbis.
1: I, yeah. No, they ask me like, can Hashem make a building so big that he can't? They're going to be the new like, like, like questions like that.
2: Do you have a, a wicked one, a one who's too young to ask, a simple <laughs> one, and a wise one?
1: There's always drama about yeah. How do you assign the four children to your children without uh. I mean, my parents very explicitly assign them in the order that they feel they're merited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what did you get?
1: I, I get the first one. I'm the goody-goody.
2: The, the wise?
1: Yeah, wise. I, I mean, my my, my my brothers and sisters think I'm like, you know, like a narc and a nerd and, you know, the goody-goody.
2: I believe I called you a skinny nerd at the beginning of this podcast, so it remains consistent. You may have, <laughs> yeah. um, No, you raise a lot of good points. There are a lot of holes in the story about the hole. In How the, about that? Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah. So, but, but I mean, as soon as they dug a hole, I knew someone was falling in the hole. I didn't know necessarily that it was going to be Jess. Yeah. But you were saying, is that supposed to be obvious? Because Nick digs a hole that Jess will fall in, like the giant hole he's digging in their relationship, basically.
2: No, I mean, I more just like, I didn't have enough faith in this episode, I think, even though there are like a few good things that happen here. Like, again, Coach shows some humility by like not revealing the Eagle Scout thing for Schmidt. that sort of allows them later to as you noted the keenly noted in the digest that Schmidt's sort of gonna give him this like implied permission to be dating CC. Um, we learn that CC, is ghosting uh, Coach, and Schmidt's thrilled about that, so maybe that's implying that, like, maybe CeCe's not ready or willing to date one of Schmidt's friends and what that might say about her and Schmidt. Like, actually, a lot of stuff like moves the plot forward here, but not at all in, like, the main point of the story. So when I'm seeing this whole, I'm like, I already lost faith in this episode, and then, like, yeah, of course I should have seen it coming, that as she wanders off alone, like, Schmidt is, uh, Nick should go after her, like, he He's out here like, uh, Jess, come back. Yeah. Uh, like physically restrained. Wait till this woman. she goes far
1: enough. Like yeah. it's crazy. She's hallucinating, but yeah, gotta let her go. Give her a running start.
2: Yeah. Um, Cece really the hero for me here. Like coach and Schmidt are having these conversations about what Cece's been doing with coach. And she's like, I'm making a pants rope. Take off your pants. Cece's the real hero of the story.
1: Yeah. Um, so, but as she says, she she didn't go camping, right? That's just, she knows how to make a pants rope, apparently.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I assumed it was sort of like sneaking in and out of her house as a kid is like maybe the. Oh.
1: Have you ever made a pants rope?
2: No, I'm the wise one. I'm not sneaking in and out of <laughs> the house. It, from one wise to another, we're not making pants ropes.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, I always had sneak like, you know, when I grew up, the only TV in our house was behind a door with a lock. But I managed to secure a key. So I always managed to be sneaky and you know get what I need, uh, but it wasn't like from a pants rip situation.
2: Which of the four sons is Akiva?
1: Um, he's the third one. <laughs> the With the son. simple son, <laughs> he doesn't know how to do anything. I mean, he has—he's a savant though. He's the simple savant son. <laughs> the,
2: so <laughs> the worst episode ever. <laughs> you you
1: have only yourself to blame here. All
2: right. I I take full 100 responsibility. Okay. So the gang's in the waiting room. We already discussed Schmidt offers to give coach advice. Um, So it's sort of left open what's going to happen between the three of them. So here's the one criticism I have in addition to the 80 criticisms we've already leveled against this episode. How do we not get one conversation somewhere in the midst of these woods about CeCe's perspective on the coach situation? Yeah. It's very strange. They treat it like she's not there, like she is there. So why are we not getting she could talk to win there's a nice little bond happening between her and winston why is she not you know discussing it with him
1: yeah uh, these are good questions and there's no good answer it's a bad job
2: all right it all ends with a glove hand turkey and they come into the hospital f- with hospital food for thanksgiving uh, let's get to the guide let's just get out of here um, sure. who won the episode Chester
1: uh, I think you hinted at this before i'm mean, gonna give it to coach i think you know let's just be honest like he sort of drives the whole episode his shaming of nick is what leads him to the woods in the first place we discover he's an eagle scout you know as i said nick sort of formally you know grants the green light to him to to pursue her he sort of opens up emotionally uh we're guaranteed as soon as nick tells him he can go ask cc we're basically guaranteed to see him for at least a few more episodes if not the rest of the season so when he shows up in season three I, I, I didn't know that he, I thought he'd be around for one or two episodes. So I think that he's the winner, um, both sort of in and out of the show.
2: I agree. I think it's tough to give him the win when he, like, is coming from such a terrible place in the way that he sets up the episode. Nobody else, I almost gave it to Cece, but I'm like, she doesn't even get her own agency in, like, telling her story, which is, like, all I wanted to hear about. So while I thought she had, like, funny lines and I liked the little connection between her and Winston, I do think... Uh, Coach is the closest thing we have to a winner. Let's hear from Kelly and Matt Stewart. Uh, Kelly says, who won the episode Winston? No contest. He's the only man not on some macho bullshit. Great point. Has his Thanksgiving priorities straight, football suites, in the parade. And he has the best lines, the Bonnie and Helen Hunt line, and making the craziest mugs, man. Jess and Cece don't win because Jess forces the camping and ends up poisoned, <laughs> and Cece has nothing to do besides pants rope, although she seems to be developing more of a friendship with Winston, so that's cool. Matt Stewart said, Coach by being the mountain man we all wish we could be, minus some of the toxic masculinity early in the episode would be great, though. Um, we also tease this, that... Uh, we, multiple people wrote in. Faye wrote in in defense of the banana minute. An anonymous uh, listener wrote, Robbie's taking the banana minute. It was awful. You can't do away with the banana minute. It's adorable and I love it. So, uh, which one of your kids is this?
1: This is number three, Ellie. Okay. He just turned five.
2: Okay, so we have uh, the Ellie minute. He's a little bit older than Yosef. He's like a year older than Yosef. Is that right?
1: I think they're just a few months apart.
2: Okay. What is incredible to just preview this is it's like you, you said kids are like constantly on drugs, but basically like they seem like being a kid is like you're constantly on drugs. It's amazing that he just, he's got a lot to say about something he knows nothing about. He's got a great of imagination here. Yeah, I wonder
1: where he gets that from.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go with the uh, Ellie Minute. What would you say
1: if I told you there was a man named Banana who lived on the moon?
0: Um, I'm um, a half
1: man. A half man? No,
0: half moon.
1: Oh, he lives on the half moon?
0: Yeah.
1: So who lives on the other half of the moon?
0: Um, another
1: banana. Another banana? So there's two bananas and each one lives on half of the moon? Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on hold a second. Hold on. Hold on. Is this person, is it a banana or is it a person whose name is banana? The
0: person whose name is
1: banana. On both sides or only on one side?
0: One side. One is a banana and one is a
1: person not named banana. Okay, so on the moon there's a guy named Banana and on the other half of the moon is a banana. Does the banana and does the guy named Banana why is he named banana? Because he
0: lives in banana
1: world. He lives in banana world?
0: Yeah.
1: You said he lives on the moon.
0: (laughs) He but the moon is
2: banana world. I'm gonna pause for one second. Uh, I, what I love listening, like thinking about when I'm listening to this is if Akiva ever, we know Akiva won't listen to this, but if he ever did play this for Yosef, Yosef would go ballistic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'd be upset.
2: Oh, like when hear, I, when I,
1: to be here, an alternate like interpretation of banana.
2: When Akiva like tries to say one thing about banana, no, he's not like he loses his shit.
1: He's very possessive of banana. Here we go. Why is the moon banana world?
0: so much bananas.
1: So many bananas? You they like
0: so much bananas so they made a the banana.
1: Bowl. You told me there was one banana.
0: There's, but then they put real real tiny bananas that you can eat <laughs> all over the half moon. So, so they're both, so both, uh, uh, so both bananas.
1: Okay. Is this is this a guy named Banana who lives on the moon? Is he a regular person or a superhero?
0: He's, he's a dumb He's dumb? Yeah,
1: and he's a regular person. He's a dumb, regular person? Yeah,
0: because he's a banana. Because he,
1: cause he doesn't have a brain. He
0: doesn't
1: have a brain? So he's banana. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> you told <laughs> me that he was a regular person named Banana. Now yeah. he is a banana? Yeah,
0: both. I mean, they're,
1: both bananas. Na- they're both bananas. So they're not people, they're just bananas? Yeah. So there's no people on the moon at all? I know. Oh, so the, the reason I ask is because...
2: I love... I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because my friend Akiva, his son, says that there's a guy named Banana who lives on the moon. It's his imaginary friend. Do you have any imaginary friends?
0: Yeah.
1: You do? Yeah. What are their names? Um, one is Ashi. No, no, Ashi's a real friend. Do you know what imaginary means? Imaginary means pretend. I know. So do you have any pretend friends? Yes. Who? Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not real? Yeah. He is real. Oh, he died. And I still love him. But you still love him even though he died.
2: What a beautiful way to talk about <laughs> death and dying. Like, they become your imaginary friends. You got. I love this kid. <laughs> I still love him. <laughs> it's so cute. So he's
0: pretend. Now
1: he's pretend. God, how did he die?
0: Um, he. He. i um, about. Bad- the good um, um the bad guys made him dead.
1: The bad guys and, made him dead.
0: And Man made the bad guys dead. So the bad guys and the good guys are dead. They're all dead. Yeah. Oh. That's why real people. Are. Hashem made real.
1: People. <laughs> Hashem made real people.
0: Yeah. Um. Not Avengers.
1: Not because Avengers.
0: Because because they because they, they fight each other and they both died.
2: Now, this, not that Jews are interested in marketing, but we really have something interesting on our hands. If we, pre-creation, that's where the Avengers exist. Like, the... the, the yeah, is this that is mar- history.
1: In yeah, his this opinion, is incredible. This is history.
2: All of the superheroes were here, then the bad guys and good guys died, and then Hashem was like, all right, let me make a regular people because this got out of control.
1: <laughs> Isn't that sort of Greek mythology? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I think you have a young genius on your hands. I'm telling you that. <laughs> I think he's got a great perspective on death and dying. And now he's got some interesting marketing going on here for, for the Jews creation story. I'm interested.
1: He, you know, I've, I've never thought about it until right now. But he does frequently talk about Jen's grandfather who died recently and who he remembers. How he frequently talks about how his grandfather is a superhero now. And I have never really understood the context. Aww. And now I think I realize, in his head, once you die, you're like Spider-Man.
2: That's really sweet.
1: I'm going to ask him in the morning, because I'm now just realizing that. I think that might be what he thinks.
2: Well, do you think that your kid, this is what they say, that people, like, kids are like, their imaginary friends are like, ghosts. You think he can see Jen's grandfather?
1: I, I don't think he thinks of it like that.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he sees him. Ask <laughs> if he's in the house. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: You both want-
1: Sometimes
0: a little bit side. Okay. Right. And because Avengers are too dangerous.
1: Avengers are too dangerous for yeah. regular people? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for explaining this to me.
0: Because bad guys
1: oh, we're not can, done. can hurt um, um, other
0: people. Oh, okay. But I'm normal people.
1: normal people. All right. Are you done explaining it now? Yes. Okay. Thank you.
0: Why were you talking that to me?
1: <laughs> well, because I was, I'm, I'm filling in for my friend on a podcast and usually what his son that? gives information. So I thought you could give information today instead. Ah. Yeah. Do you like giving information to people? Yes. Yeah. In the car today, you spoke.
2: That was my favorite part. Why are you talking this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we Why are we talking this to the
1: listeners? I don't know. Okay.
2: Well, no, now we're done. The, the, the clip yeah. continues for like three more minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He he uh, He's a little verbose.
2: No, the cutest part was you're like, all right, you can keep telling me this, but I'm going to stop recording because it's very long. <laughs> it's, why are you talking this to me? That's yeah. my favorite thing. I'm going to say that to everyone who talks to me.
1: <laughs> but you notice how he says, I made them dead? Because he's sort of like, he can't convert the verb to the, the noun to the verb.
2: Yeah. Wh- why are you talking this to me? Yeah. And said, so why are you telling me?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, no, he's a, a young genius. He doesn't have to, you know, have his grammar totally on point yet. He's, oh. he's four, five years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, just turned five. Just got his COVID shot. Everywhere he goes, like the first thing he tells people is, I got two Corona shots. He's very proud of it.
2: All right. Did you prepare a Garner minute? Because I'll do it if you've prepared it. I mean,
1: I searched for Jennifer Garner news and I just did it again just to see if uh, it was stale because I lasted it at four in the morning when we discussed this. The, the top two headlines are Whoa, Jennifer no, 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 Garner. Let me set
2: the clock. I was going to skip it because Keeve doesn't prepare. Oh. And I don't mean it right, in a bad way. I just meant like we feel like I don't have a like minute
1: it. to go on this. Okay, but perfect. Let's set the clock. Here is we go. the clock go. set?
2: The clock is set.
1: All right. Yeah. So the two headlines are Jennifer Garner keeps it sporty in spandex and leg warmers while running errands in Brentwood. And then our second headline is Jennifer Garner takes son Samuel, comma, nine for lunch after Ben Affleck reflects on his, quote, sad meme. I don't even know how to fill a minute. Like, who is this for? Like, paparazzi sucks, but, like, who are the people who are paying for content of the fact that this, like, B-list celebrity runs basic errands and, like, has meals with her child? Why is this news? Like, and, and, and I understand it's a whole industry, but I just, I don't understand it. So if, if you need to know that information about Jennifer Garner, uh, please let me know. You can do it anonymously if you're embarrassed since I just yelled at you. But I don't understand why this exists and why there's, like, a whole industry and these people are being paid to do so. In the end. How much time do I have left? I can riff. Hello?
2: Yeah, this is your minute. You have to riff.
1: Oh, how much more time do I have?
2: <laughs> it's, that's not for you to know. Oh, we're, oh. <laughs> I have and, we're else to say. and we're <laughs> okay. out of time. And we're out of time.
1: That was awkward.
2: I think it was you who was like, oh, I think when we used to have intros to the Garner minute your intro was like and now for some unknown reason here's the Gartner minute
1: <laughs> oh yeah you asked me to like audio send an audio yeah yeah i don't understand that all right why well, is there a garner minute what's the background the history I listeners don't. know.
2: okay L- listen true heads know. we yeah. are not true heads here's the deal we have been recording for two hours i think that'll end up being about an hour and a half still an insane amount of time <laughs> with just <laughs> two of us but it's been a lot of laughs chester so um, thank you for uh stepping in uh and agreeing to step in at three thirty in the morning this morning
1: <laughs> no this was great uh how many yeah so we've talked about curb seinfeld and new girl all in the last um oh and did we we talked about survivor this season so that must have been within the last couple of months right
2: and we pl- and we played survivor trivia We've, we've, we've done it all.
1: Survivor. No, we played Seinfeld Trivia.
2: That's what I meant to say, but I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. very tired. <laughs> no, no, but I,
1: no, but I'm trying to think how many different shows we've covered on a podcast. I think we're up to four in the last couple months. Oh. Right. And that,
2: that's probably ever. I don't think you and I have ever talked about another. About any other show. I don't think um, I came on to talk about Seinf- uh Survivor this season. Because remember, I prepped an episode, but then I couldn't because of work. You did it with Av.
1: Uh, oh, I think, yeah. I think I vaguely recall you ghosting us there. Uh, ghosting um, us. No, but you but you came on earlier in COVID, at least, when we talked about earlier seasons.
2: Uh, well, yeah, but that was, like, two years ago when you did Amazon. I came on and talked about Amazon. I, I can't...
1: Who knows? Like, p- with COVID, who knows track of time? Like, you tell me something was a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. I really have no way to know.
2: The only thing that was helpful to me is I moved to apartments after the first year, so I, I like, know that I talked to you about Amazon in my old apartment because I can remember okay, where yeah, I was yeah, physically so that's sitting. How
1: tra- yeah, that's good, a good way to trace it.
2: <sighs> All right. Um... The, you have to come back as a normal guest, but you are a great first sub. <laughs> um, I did ask, because you have watched ahead, correct?
1: Yes, I'm in the middle of season four.
2: Okay, so I asked Keevy if he could guess what the next week's episode would be, based on the name. I don't know that you'll remember what this episode would be about, based on won't, this name. I
1: because I finished season three a long time ago, and then I just, yeah. But, December 7th, uh,
2: sef- we know you watched this episode December 7th, when you texted me originally about the whole. Oh, fair. So, okay. season three, episode cool. 11, going to be Clavado... In un bar. I took French. I'm sorry. But I I do know the translation if it would be helpful.
1: I have no idea what that's about. So Google
2: Translate told me it meant wasted in a bar.
1: Wasted in a bar doesn't really narrow it down either.
2: Okay, but you have to guess uh, what it is. Okay,
1: who gets wasted in the bar? Um, I'm going to say that Jess gets very wasted uh, because she's depressed about the state of her relationship with her boyfriend. And... Um... Why is it in French? She meets like a like an old French guy. I think it's in and, Spanish. Oh, Spanish. Oh, she meets a. But no, but they just did this with. Um, yeah, they can't do that same plot again, can they?
2: We'll see. Kiwi said yeah. Schmidt dates a Spanish-speaking woman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see who's closer uh, next week. What, should I just end it when we're back for season three, episode eleven? Maybe Kiwi be back. Who knows? <laughs> all right. Bye, Chester.
1: All right. Bye. Okay.
2: See you I want to be ya.
0: Allie and Akiva Gonna talk a TV show And maybe Jenny Garner So don't go any farther now Akiva and Ali, All the way to the finale His face is his job She's the captain of NGO.